Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how the devil are you doing on this fine day? Oh, Christopher, I'm feeling good. I spent the last three days playing a video game uh, called Teardown, and Still. I, uh, I've done very little, to be honest. <laughs> There's a video called Teardown, which is all about uh, knocking things over and uh, planning heists and stuff like that. Uh, if you've got a PC, or and I think a Mac as well, uh, fucking have a go. It's fucking brilliant. It's cheap, it's cheerful, it's just amazing. And I love it a lot. And uh, I've basically just kind of like cajoled my um, working life into sort of going, I'll do the work in the evening and during the day when everyone else is busy and they don't notice that I'm being <laughs> lazy, uh, I'll just play Teardown. So I've, just, I've played like three days of Teardown. It's crazy. And then had to do a lot of work in the evening. I do wonder <laughs> if you're going through, without realising it, uh, a midlife crisis because like the last few episodes... Oh, I'm realising <laughs> it, mate, and everyone else around me the as well. The last few episodes, you've come on, you've been like, oh, I've just been playing a boxing game, I beat someone to death, I've played Teardown, I've smashed a house down. Like, there's so much <laughs> violence coming out of the once peaceful Too much video games, so many video games. Yeah, that's what, that's what video games are. Violence. They're violence. <laughs> <laughs> it's worrying, it's worrying, Pete. Ban this sick filth. It's very worrying. Yeah, never mind. What have you What have you been up to then, big man? Oh, what have you been up I've, to, sunshine? I've been on Trash Taste, the the infamous podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah, went on there. and uh, The return. And, uh, the fourth appearance on Trash Taste. It's always good fun going on there. How did it's, that go? It's, 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 it, feels, it feels unfair to compare it to the Abroad in Japan podcast. We are purely an audio-based medium, um, <laughs> given historically that Pete and I are not in the same country, let alone the same room. Uh, but mm. they've got like a, you know, the two-story studio. They've got like a team of like eight people running around while you're right. doing the podcast. There's three of them presenting as well. It's a big thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's good fun. It's good fun going on once in a while. Um, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm, Did you bring your little glass of white wine or um, Moscow or I brought them. I brought them all a present this time. I also gave them some cider that I found. I hastily... Ooh. I found some cider at Tokyo Station on my way through and I grabbed that and... Oh, yeah. in the studio it was much appreciated but uh, also got uh, <laughs> to celebrate finishing the Ken 
Watanabe documentary, editing it and finishing mm. it in the last few days. We've got Natsuki coming over tomorrow for the first time this year so far, and we're going to hang out. Lovely. And, uh, it's we we actually did plan. I don't know if I talked about this. I don't think I did. We um we did plan to go to Hokkaido again this week, but because of the coronavirus yeah. situation, take four, and it's all got out of hand yet again. And most of the country yeah. is locked down, apart from Miyagi Prefecture, where I am. It's like one of three prefectures that's not. Yay, haha. Uh, but Hokkaido is, and we sort of cancelled those plans. So instead of going to Hokkaido, Natsuki's mm. coming to Sendai, and we're going to do a live show, and we're probably going to do some videos. But I don't know what we're going to do. And I'm open to ideas. What should we do, Pete? Give oh, me okay. ideas. Give each other coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Just try, try. You've got 24 hours to catch coronavirus in Sendai, the only place that's not locked down. <laughs> God. It'll be good, though. It's always yeah. fun. And we're going to do a, it's fun doing a live show in the uh, the ramen shop. It's kind of it's dynamic. It's yeah. exciting. Um, <laughs> it's, it's got subdued lighting, cool movie lighting. The um, uh, what I liked, uh, mm. uh, what, uh, two things here. Um, do you think that um, Japan is going to find it very hard to get out of the coronavirus uh, pandemic simply because they've had such limited exposure to it? So few people have had it, so therefore the people are more at risk of catching it, even the ones who are, who are vaccinated. Mm. Would that be fair? I don't know. I mean, the um, right now, Okinawa had the first sort of outbreak of the Omni, Om, mm. Omicron variant, right? And it's actually on yeah. its way out of it. The cases are going down there now. And Okinawa is said mm. to be sort of two weeks ahead of the mainland, like ahead of Tokyo mm. and whatnot. So we're kind of hoping in two weeks mm. it'll all die off here. And actually, for the first time, nearly everyone I know has caught this Omni variant. Um, and so mm. it seems to be picking up the pace here it seems like a lot of people have it and also in japan though the cases are very low i know for a fact that a lot of cases go unreported um i know plenty of people mm. that don't report it because it's just they just sit inside instead and wait it out so i don't know really yeah. i think it'll be over in two weeks and uh, hopefully things will get back on track and students will be let in in march and tourists will be let in somewhere between july and september i don't know june to september i'd say there's a good chance that uh Japan might start opening up, but you'll probably need a vaccine to to come here. Just uh, just writing down the time code for this. Oh, I'm going to play that back at you. <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing um, I was watching on Charlotte's channel, yeah. uh, the wonderful Charlotte, she has done a bit about uh, coronavirus and what you get from the government uh, when you get coronavirus. The government send you a care package, so you don't have to go out and fend for yourself and and get yeah. food and, and and risk the, the the community. You get this. I don't know whether it's like varies by prefecture, but um, you get a pretty old good kind of stash of food, snacks, treats, all kinds of stuff in there. New it looks pretty good. I, I haven't actually yeah. I haven't seen the video, but she mentioned it to me. Her, yeah. her friend, uh, I think, got it, and uh, she got this yeah massive crate of trinkets and sweets and food. Sounds pretty good. Although yeah. my other people, the other friends I know that got it, like the the virus, they didn't get this package. So I think her friend right. just got very lucky indeed. Won the the COVID <laughs> lottery. It might be on like a, it might be on different parts of Japan. Do it, and maybe that that area in Tokyo. Uh, it was very favourable, but yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. Negates the, uh, yeah. the crap of getting the virus. A good friend of mine here in Sendai, he got it, and he had to spend six days just locked up in like an upper hotel room, which is a fate worse than death. This tiny little hotel room, <laughs> he was like, it, it looked awful. It looked like prison, and he certainly didn't get this incredible box of goodies. So 
Yeah, hit or miss really. Yeah. Depends where you end up. Apple, Apple hotels are particularly small as well. Oh, yeah. but you get a book, don't you? You get the alternate. You get a book <laughs> called the real book. history of you Japan, telling you what really happened yeah. uh, in, in history. It's <laughs> uh, a good book. We got a story this week from JL. Um, does JL give their full name? No, it's just JL from Boston. Hello, Karaga Chris and Pandemic Pete. <laughs> Pandemic Pete, because he's had the coronavirus <laughs> about four times. Uh, my <laughs> my name my name is JL, originally somewhere from Southeast Asia, but currently residing in Boston, Massachusetts. I visited Japan with my wife and in-laws back in 2013. After walking around Asakusa one day, we decided to have lunch at a nearby sushi restaurant. Now, we don't speak Japanese, and our server didn't really speak English either, so it came as a huge relief that the menu was full of pictures. My wife and I really wanted tuna sushi, so when the server came to take our order, I confidently pointed to a picture of the tuna set. When the food arrived, I noticed <laughs> that my tuna looked a bit off. The colour was right, but the texture up close was less fish, more something else. <laughs> that's, not, that's not good. I called the server no, over something else. and asked her, uh, is this tuna? Uh, as politely in English as I could. She smiled and shook her head no, offering no further information. Sensing my concern, she (laughs) this is a bit worrying, she motioned for me to wait a moment (laughs) as she quickly ran back to the kitchen. She returned seconds later and explained, it's a hus, it's a hus. We gave her puzzled looks, but before we could ask what it was, she suddenly launched into what can only be described as table-side animal charades, snorting and neighing, loudly and repeating, Oh, shit, you mean a horse. Yes, yes, yes. We all laughed, and she seemed genuinely pleased with her spot-on horse mimicry. Uh, Mystery solved. But now what? Eating horse wasn't in my plans, and it would be rude to send it back. I could see that my wife and in-laws were relishing the prospect of me eating some some surprising horse. I told my wife, we'll just pay for it, but I'm not going to eat it. But I looked around and realised all that commotion had attracted the attention of the sushi chefs. They were now watching me with arms crossed as if pressuring me to devour their edible creation, uh, their edible equine creation. My wife and in-laws noticed them too and were now egging me on to try it. I thought, what the hell, I'm in Japan. And when will I ever heat horse again? So down the hatch it went. I probably chewed it twice, enough to taste the meat, swallowed it and prayed to God it stayed down. I can't say it was bad, but it wasn't good either. The rest of the meal was quite enjoyable. There were no more animal charades, thank God, uh, to, to have along the way. We stayed for a bit after our food, leaving only when the indoor cigarette smoke started to burn our eyeballs. Keep up the great work, guys. All the best. JL from Boston. After what a dinner! A dinner of cigarette smoke and horse. It sounds like a fine, <laughs> a fine meal indeed. You've had horse, right? Yeah, I've had horse. Yeah, I've had horse in uh, in uh, Shibuya. I think it was like a um, a vegan mate who uh, made me eat it. Oh a which is a very strange uh, situation. I think that was the case. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I, I gave I, you some I, as well. Didn't isn't I? it weird? I how... gave you a horse once. So, yes, I think you probably did. Yeah, you you, you did it with a glee, <laughs> uh, and it's like, yeah, I mean, like, Chris, I'll, uh, but what you're forgetting is, Chris, I'll eat fucking anything. Sure, I drink yeah. lapsang social for crying out loud. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the 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 thing that's the thing though, isn't it? It's, it's what's it ever's in your head because horse meat is so much like beef. It's so kind of like it doesn't really. It's not particularly gamey. It's not particularly mm. beefy. It's just it's just a, a beefy kind of meat that is fine. It's it's, it's passable, uh, and uh, 
and and yet because you've got in your head the the, the little little horse dobbing the, the wonder mule or whatever uh, <laughs> you, you're kind of like going oh, I don't want to eat this it's horrible but it's weird what you, what your brain does to to a particular taste it makes it really objectionable when in reality it isn't really mm. I mean I, I I don't really go out my way to eat horse it's not as bad as you think the best horse I've ever had was actually a barbecue uh, horse barbecue mm. in a town in uh, Almory it's really famous for it the uh is a it was a it was a town I think it's called Gonahair Gonahair, and uh, they used to have like horses there that the uh, the samurai would ride around. And then they realised the horses tasted good, and they created horse barbecue, and it's a big part of the the local cuisine. Oh my god, it was so delicious! I did a video with Riottero, mm. and it was like the best thing I've ever eaten. I've never had it since. I I do whenever I do a video involving eating a horse, uh, there's a lot of hate, like more than any other video I've made. Uh, people yeah. are not happy when horses get eaten, and you know that's fair enough. I understand really. that, I guess, but uh... yeah, but on those videos, like they're really badly spelled because hooves, the horses' hooves can't use the keyboard properly. They're <laughs> they're very offended for <laughs> they clopping away on their mechanical keyboards. It's difficult. I mean, it's it's there's, there seems to be a lot of hypocrisy. A lot of meat eaters draw the line, and then you know they'll eat all the meat, but then when it comes to horses, they'll be like, no. Don't eat the horses. I like horses. I mean, there's got to be... You can't can't have it all, right? I I don't know. But fundamentally, it's worth trying once. And it does taste good raw with a little bit of soy sauce and garlic. I would recommend trying it once. It's called Basashi. Or the more eloquent name, Sakura Niku. Because it's the colour of cherry blossom. That makes me feel a bit sick. (laughs) That that, that is a bit like... Cherry blossom, mate. It must be good. Yeah, I know. It's just a bit like, ugh. It's a t- it might be a taste of lavender ugh. or something. It's just a bit of flowers. It like there flowers. is a really bad bit. There is a really bad <laughs> bit of the horse that you shouldn't eat. It's the uh, the mane, the really like hard, brittle bit. It's all white. It's kind of like this big, lumpy, white bit of meat. It's not nice. Yeah. Don't get that. Uh, we've got a story this week involving a school and students being... Uh, basically a teacher being an absolute muppet. Over to you, Pete, for the story of the week. What have we got? So, Chris, I don't know whether we got to this new story or we did it and it got edited out or whatever, uh, although we never edit stuff out, so presumably we just didn't get to this uh, new story. A few weeks ago, um, a Tokyo middle school had students write down uh, all of their social media handles and also their social media passwords. Uh, oh, I remember some, that, yeah. Yeah, do you remember? We did, cover some, it. We did we covered it, some, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some sort of malevolent uh, head teacher decided it's a cool thing to do is to sort of <laughs> take everyone's which is an obscene uh, dereliction of duty of care for, <laughs> for the kids and stuff. So, yeah, completely bad. against everyone's rights as a human being. Um, but, it, I mean, it, it's incredible. It's happening again, this sort of thing. The, uh, the Board of Education, the town of... Uh, I'm going to take a long run at this one. Uh, Ichikawa Masato in uh, Yamanashi Prefecture. Thank you. Thank you. Nicely done, nicely uh, done. Announced that a male teacher in his 20s at a public elementary school gave away the personal information of 29 of the school's third and fourth grade students online. Names, addresses, phone numbers. Why he's oh done it, God. Um, he apparently... <laughs> he he basically was having a bit of money troubles and he got some uh, money 
lent to him by uh, some absolute bastard by the sounds of it. Uh, he then received a message from the lending account uh, asking him to purchase, asking to purchase the personal information of students. So basically, um, there's this weird peer-to-peer lending uh, company that uh, links up people who've got money to people who need money, uh, and it sounds like the wild west of of, of this horrible situation. Um, and, and and this person who's lent the money basically did it on the proviso that uh, he would provide uh, a lot of names addresses phone numbers of third and fourth grade students it's horrific uh, the, the implications of the story um I believe that uh, nothing actually has happened uh, uh, as of yet, uh, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, kind of watch this space. But uh, it just seems very weird that this teacher uh, basically just took the took the numbers, uh, took the details, uh, and 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 tried to sell this personal information. Uh, well, he did he, sell he was, it, but the the person it seems the person who um, bought it off him actually mm. went on Twitter and posted. They posted all the uh, the students' names and their the they redacted all the information. They censored yeah. all their information apart from their seating numbers, uh, yeah. just to sort of and they posted it on Twitter alongside the tagline, "The teacher who tried to sell personal information." I mean, yeah. pretty sinister, all in all. Why would a teacher for money? Like that's pretty dire, isn't it? The teacher had claimed to have money problems and felt that they could get away with selling students' information. I, it's a lot of. There's something pretty sinister there. There's not much That's to it other wild. than that, really. Just the story of a shit teacher. Um, but it's it, but it's one of those things that you've just never heard of. Like you know what? I guess you know why would a teacher do that? Why? But 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 it speaks to like the desperation that like money lending is such a big thing in Japan, such a big thing mm. in, in, everywhere. Really, these kind of under the table, uh, non governmental, non regulated uh, funds and stuff, and that's how people get in trouble with with organised crime yeah, in Japan. Yeah. That's how people find themselves uh, on the breadline because they they're just massively in debt. And like I don't think there's there's so many. Um, there's so many sort of uh, stories that we get every week on on the Branch Japan podcast where someone's massively in debt, so they make the wrong decision. But uh, this person clearly lent the, lent the money um, on the proviso that they wanted to expose this teacher for for, for some reason. But uh, yeah, desperate times for this teacher and, uh, and desperate. Uh, it's a desperate, horrible story, really. I mean, on on the subject of money lending, it it, it is pretty sinister. There's, uh, I remember mm. a friend of mine. Uh, a Japanese friend of mine, their dad had a, a gambling addiction to pachinko yeah. and they lost something to the tune of like $20,000. I don't know how you could possibly do that on pachinko. That makes me feel physically sick. It's not even fun. If you lose that kind of money, at least have fun. Like pachinko. Yeah. Oh, but like, I think he then <laughs> borrowed easy. money. He borrowed money for <laughs> one of these organisations that are always linked inextricably with the Yakuza. And then they were like, we're going to break your legs now. And so in the end, he had to like appeal to his his parents-in-laws and they bailed him out. And then mm. he did it again. He went and blew another 10 grand on pachinko. Oh, but like, I had another friend, another Japanese friend, whose parents borrowed money. Um, the banks weren't lending the money and they borrowed money, I think, from, uh, mm. again, another sinister Yakuza-linked criminal organisation. And I think they defaulted on paying the money and then they went into hiding in, like, Fukuoka. They, like, travelled down the far end of the country and hid away um, and, and whatnot. So, yeah, there is a lot of of uh, shady stuff that goes on that you don't really hear about, the sort of dark side of Japan, the money-lending aspect yeah. of it. Um, God no, this person must have been pretty desperate to to mm. do this, to Bizarre. destroy their career so so rapidly, and mm. uh, I imagine probably uh, I think they've they've been put under house arrest, but uh, God knows what happened to them after this. That's their career done, though, isn't it? 
but yeah, it's very it's a very sad side of uh, of Japan. There's a lot more poverty than uh, I think people realise. I think that uh, than we than we know. Um, Japan, like, is known for being one of the most successfully middle class cultures in the world. But uh, yeah, it's uh, there is a, a sort of a working class there, the side to it mm. that you don't hear about in the media much. The and dark the, and side the, and the shame that comes with debt as well. Is, yeah, is I think that's in that kind of culture, the pressure is just ramped absolutely. up even more. Going bankrupt and, and stuff like that. I don't know what the bankruptcy terms are in Japan, but people have a real issue with people who are, are in debt, even though it's so uh, incredibly ubiquitous. That's right. If you, I mean, if you do default or if you do go bankrupt, it brings shame not just on you but your whole family. And uh, one of the hard, yeah, it's one of the hardest parts about being in Japan, right? If something happens to one of your family members that really affects you as well. It affects your entire family and your sort of public standing. So, yeah, it's a tough, a tough thing. But uh, mm. I think the main takeaway from this story is crap teacher, what a dickhead, mm. <laughs> what an idiot. Good God! Oh, boggles the mind. We'll be back with the fax machine. Your stories and questions, guys, in just a moment. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Upfront payment of forty-five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty-one twenty-four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty-first, twenty twenty-four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods. For fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands, they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively. Which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/Japan. Now we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Oh, we got a message from uh, Marius, or Marius rather, uh, Pettersonberg. Uh, hello, Chris, the devourer of chicken. 
and Pete. <laughs> I'm a male hospital nurse, a rare commodity working in a surgical trauma ward. I've been asked this question for a while now. Do you know anyone? Uh, do you know any uh, foreign nurses, healthcare workers in Japan who might have any insight on how it is to work? at a hospital in Japan and are there any stigma around the profession regarding male nurses or are there any at all in Japan Marius Marius I keep saying Marius Marius uh, Pettersen Berg uh, it's uh, it, it's probably a little less rare in uh, in the UK you see male nurses all the time in the UK and in the US I don't know what it's like in Japan though any insight Chris any health worker buddies I have limited insight the only healthcare mm. workers I know are women uh, right. work like as nurses and I, from what, I, what I've learned there's just absurdly long working hours right it's, mm. it's, but then that's just the same in any culture in any country I um, no I don't really know I mean I've, I've, I've definitely met a few male nurses over the years but I'd say it's probably a little bit rarer than yeah. you'd find back home for the most part most nurses that I've dealt with <laughs> are women and uh, yeah I remember I, there, there seems to be a lot of nurses in Japan I remember I went to a doctor once the first time I went to a doctor in Japan for a throat infection a terrible throat infection I went in and there was a doctor and he had like three uh, like three assistant nurses nurse I standing mm. around him the plural of nurses nurse I there was like three of them and they like like an armada just stood around me and it was just a bit overwhelming and intimidating, just sitting in his office while he <laughs> stuffed a torch down my throat, surrounded by three nurses. Felt a bit like overkill. Don't know why there were so many, <laughs> but that's that's my insight. That's my limited insight. <laughs> Questionably good insight. Uh, we've got one here from Ben. <laughs> He says, hi, Chris and Pete. It's Ben from Eaton Town. On our trips to Japan, my wife and I fell in love with Umeshu plums. Uh, one day, we, uh, we stumbled across a bar that sold... Umeboshi, a.k.a. sour plums. Horrible things. Terrible things. <laughs> we knew that ume is used to make our beloved umeshu. Uh, love it, love it. I love I love umeshu. Plum wine, amazing. Notice how I'm like, I like it. I don't like it. I like it. I do love umeshu. <laughs> just, just hate umeboshi, the sour plum. Uh, so we assumed that umeboshi would be equally delicious. We assumed that hmm. the, the sour plums would be delicious, the pickled plums. We clinked our glasses and drank the umeboshi, expecting a sweet umeshu beer. We both nearly spat out our drink all over the bar as we realised that umeboshi is a salty pickled ume beer. It was disgusting. Have you ever <laughs> tried umeboshi? The Japanese people actually enjoy it. Uh, from Ben. Yes, they enjoy it. There's a video I did with Ryotaro where we went on the... Uh, the most expensive bullet train from uh, Tokyo to Sendai it cost like $200 a seat and in that video for some reason Ryotaro bought lots of pickled plum sweets which he ate oh. on the train and uh, he gave me one and I was nearly sick they're horrible I can't do it but he loves them <laughs> he loves them you've had them right Pete You're, are you a fan? I've had them yeah I think anything um, I'm a big fan of this Mexican sweets are kind of like usually dried fr- you get them in that garage is in like Texas and stuff like in New Mexico and you and they're sort of like salty plums and, 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 and cherries and stuff that have been dried out and, and they're salty. But the, but the thing about the Mexican variant is that uh, they add like a lot of chilli and stuff and it's just so good. It makes you just, your mouth just, oh, water, just thinking about it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've tried it. I, I'm, I'm not against it. It's, it's one of those things where it's like you, if you know what you're getting and you're expecting it, um, you're usually fine with it. it I'd, I'd, I'd put it, uh, you know, like when you have like a, a, a lassie, uh, like a um, yeah, uh, I love Indian. Yeah, uh, kind of, kind of, yeah. 
Mango lassi. I like Beautiful. it up to the point where you sort of go, right, I'll have a salted lassi, but the amount of salt that you sometimes get in an Indian restaurant is just too salty for me. It just tastes genuinely like you're drinking contact lens solution. Um, <laughs> but, like, dial it back a bit. You know, for my palate, it's, it really works for me. Anything a bit salty really works. But you've got to be... Use, use it sparingly, I think it's fair to say. Just, just go easy. <laughs> go easy into that salty night. Oh, I love a good mango lassi. It's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. I haven't had it in ages. I haven't had it Indian... I haven't had Indian in, like, months. Years. Mm. I don't know what's going on. Get yourself some. Delicious. I should. I Delicious. should. Uh, we've got one here from Griffin from Virginia. This is A. Chris and Pete. I've been talking with my family about potentially taking a trip to Japan. However, my brother has a severe tree nut allergy. Is this something that we could simply memorise a phrase for when ordering food or learn what kanji characters to look for on food packaging? Um, would we be effectively able to communicate with the locals to make sure our food is safe and how would they understand um, how to deal with it? Mm. Thank you again for the hard work. Griffin from Virginia. I a lot of restaurants do ask you if you have an allergy and uh, allergies quite a simple word in Japanese so it's really hard to pronounce it's like arugi 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 it's basically allergy but like in in, in Japanese uh gairaigo style mm. language yeah. so arugi arugi I can't fucking do it I just sound <laughs> like I some it. I just sound sort of east european when I say arugi yeah it's, sort of like, like, it's, a, it's a tree nuts your almonds your Brazil nuts your cashews and stuff but like is there yeah I guess well nuts is just nuts nuts and all arugi I can't yeah. say it it's one of those words it's, I can't say I like along with cold brew coffee are, like peanuts are the ones you're probably going to run into most but is that a, a, is that a tree nut like there's like macadamias <sighs> and, and, and walnuts and stuff they're tree nuts but I'm not I don't think peanuts are tree nuts. Peanuts are tree nuts. Maybe they are. I don't, don't listen to me for medical advice for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, I I don't. I've 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 always struggled with this question, right? I've always avoided answering this question on the podcast because I don't right. know what the answer is. What I do know is most restaurants these days, like good sit-down restaurants, do ask you if you have an allergy, and yeah. you know you can sort of say nuts it, nut just nuts is just nuts it. In Japanese, yeah. it's very simple. Um, I would look up some phrases. I would write them down. If you just type in like "nut allergy uh, Japan" into Google, there'll be some results there. You can write down a sentence on a bit of card, and then when you go into a restaurant, just present them with that sentence, yeah. Um, yeah. and you'll be all right. And that's the way around it. But uh, mm. we really haven't had that many questions or stories about allergies over the years. Have we? We've had like mm. a few ones like seafood and whatnot. It must yeah. be tough. It must be tough. But. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Most uh, places in Japan these days are getting good when it comes to allergies and, and how to handle it. And I don't know, would, would are there any Japanese foods that really have nuts in? Probably. I can't think of any that, 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 that would yeah. you know, wear its nuts on its sleeve, so to speak. It doesn't seem like, you sort of think of that as like South Asia, don't you? Like a kind of peanut-y yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Japan's probably one of the safer countries uh, for avoiding yeah. a nut allergy. Not so good if you've got a seafood allergy, though. It's pretty, no. probably the worst for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry I can't help you more there, Griffin. I'll have to do some more research myself on that. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week, and we'll see you later in the week to do it all over again, right back here on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Have a good one.
Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.